do you sometimes find it hard to talk about how you're feeling? Have you occasionally lost your temper for no reason? One thing that can help with this is to develop a journaling practice, but that can be really challenging. So I highly recommend the Mind Journal. And these are journals specifically designed for men to develop a journaling habit. I use them. I think they're great. They've helped me get to know what's going on with my own emotional state so I can better articulate it and own it and stay centred and grounded. They're available at mindjournals.com. I don't get a commission for talking about this. I just think that their product is really good and I highly recommend it. They're available at mindjournals.com. Hello listeners, my name is James D'Souza and this is Self-Awareness is Your Secret Weapon where I take a specific aspect of the world of self-development and think about it, analyse it, examine it and make it actionable so that you can use it right now, today, this week and forever. This episode is episode 3 and the theme is compassion. Let's talk about something slightly different this week. I say different, but maybe it's something that's just not talked about very much, which is compassion. And more specifically, self-compassion. I'm just adjusting the mic there. So I th- it's really easy to think of compassion. Certainly I thought of compassion as being something a little bit negative, almost as if I'm going to have to compromise what I think to really think about or understand what someone else is thinking about. And that's what compassion is giving up what I think and how I feel to really take on board what someone else is feeling. Compassion is a bit more than that. It's a bit more, probably a bit more subtle than that. So consider that compassion is allowing the two different opinions or experiences to be equally valid. My experience of life and my opinion and my feelings are just as valid as someone else's. And allowing those two worlds if you like to exist and come together maybe that's what compassion is and maybe compassion is something that can make a difference with the current state of our world perhaps so that's one point but really what I want to talk about is something called self-compassion because if compassion is appreciation of someone else's situation combined with an appreciation of your own self-compassion is something I think a bit more powerful and a bit more interesting because a lot of the time we've heard about self-esteem we've heard about building self-esteem building self-compassion isn't really talked about very much self-compassion 
as a concept isn't talked about very much. And self-esteem tends to link a lot to self-evaluation and almost self-judgment. This is what I think of myself. This is how I judge myself compared to other people, other things. That can often be how we think of self-esteem. Self-compassion is much more linked to self-awareness or your own experience of yourself. In which case, rather than getting into a comparison with other people, rather than looking externally, self-compassion is much more about internal experience and what's going on with oneself and awareness of oneself. So you can see why I want to talk about self-compassion as a way of learning about oneself, as a way of understanding oneself, as a way of creating and generating self-awareness. But what I like about the idea of self-compassion is there's no shying away from the reality of a situation. And I first stumbled across self-compassion when I was reading a book called The... Ooh, the title has gone completely out of my head. The Charisma Myth. There we go. The Charisma Myth by Olivia Fox Cobain. I think that's how you say it. And she suggests that charisma can be practiced and learned. And it's made up of three ideas, warmth, power, and something else which has gone completely out of my head. So the when she talks about warmth she's also talking about that's where i first stumbled across self-compassion as warmth for oneself understanding oneself and also read a really interesting article in the guardian about self-compassion through lockdown so given the real challenges we've had of circumstances in the past year or so it's been really easy to be negative about ourselves to get stuck in a loop of negativity and negative self-talk and certainly I felt like every day is exactly the same and I'm just doing the same things over and over again and it's boring and frustrating and isolating and all of those kind of negative things self-compassion self-awareness go hand in hand as a way of being able to understand what's happening but also give myself a break give myself a space to actually experience what's happening so that i can take action and do something about it so to recap a few of the things i've just been saying i first heard about self-compassion in the book the charisma myth by Olivia Fox Cobain. She said that one of the, oh, I remember the third thing. The three, charisma is made up of three things presence, power, and warmth. And she says that one of the ways of developing warmth is by practicing self compassion, which is actually warmth for yourself and understanding what's going on with yourself. So that's one idea. The other idea is that self compassion is really linked to self-awareness and knowing what's going on with yourself of course once you know what's going on with yourself and once you can see what's maybe 
triggering a certain thought pattern or behavior or why you're reacting in a certain way, you're then faced with a choice about doing something about it. This is what I really like about the idea of self-compassion. It's not self-esteem. It's not comparing yourself. It's really taking the time to get to know what's going on with yourself, looking at what's really happening, and then being willing to take action to deal with it. In the article I read in The Guardian about the self-compassion, one of the things the author talks about is that when we feel negative thoughts or negativity, we want to kind of run away from it. Self-compassion is more about turning towards that negativity or that negative feeling and then looking at it and then trying to understand where's it come from. And in doing so, in unpicking that, a bit like I was saying before about choice, it becomes way easier to understand and then deal with if you choose. So the, an example, the past few days have been, I found really frustrating and challenging. And one of the things that I do is I will eat emotionally. And I, there's been chocolate within easy access. And I'm tired towards the end of the day in the afternoon. And there's chocolate there. Normally, if it was earlier in the day or if I wasn't feeling so tired or if I wasn't feeling irritated and frustrated, I'd have no problem. Chocolate's there. No problem. I'll eat it on my usual day for eat chocolate on a Saturday. Instead, I just eat it, eat all the chocolate and then immediately feel bad and annoyed and frustrated not only with myself for eating the chocolate, but also not feeling great because of the sugar, which is a whole other topic. I did that yesterday and I did that today. And it's a, rather than running away from it or avoiding it, self-compassion is going, well, hang on. Why did I do that? What, what made me pick up the chocolate and eat it? And I can see being tired, feeling under pressure that I've got loads of work to do in my day job and that I have to get it done. Worrying about lockdown, the future exams, pupils, that because my day job is a teacher, thinking about what's it going to be like in the summer, the concerns for, I've got other things I'm worried about with my relationship, with what's happening, with the my job what am I going to do in my job do I want to be in my like the the kind of negative kind of thoughts that come up every so often like oh why am I doing this job oh my god it's really repetitive or whatever those thoughts might be those thoughts come and go but when I'm tired and feeling a bit negative one of the ways I'll deal with those thoughts is by eating chocolate for the instant sugar hit and like yeah, yeah I feel good but of course afterwards oh I don't feel good now that's an example of starting to unpick what's happening with me, practicing self-compassion to give myself some room and freedom to actually go, well, what am I going to do about it? What can I do about it? Can I let it go? And because tomorrow is another day. It's a whole new day. It doesn't have to, I don't have to carry it with me. So I have a journaling practice. I write in my journal every day. That can be something that can, help me unpick what's happening with me so that I can let it go. 
It's the same thing, I think, whatever area of life you look at. If you look at dating, for example, if you had a bad, if you had a bad dating experience, then practicing self-compassion, practicing, practicing self-compassion would be thinking, well, what happened? What, what can I do about that? Why did it happen? Taking an interest in your own experience and then looking at what choices you can make to improve your your dating experience is an example of self-compassion but it starts with dealing with reality that's why i like it so much so that could be dating it could be exams if you have one really bad exam and then you've got another exam coming up finding ways of closing the door on it finding finding ways of letting it go is really important and looking at your own experience is a way of being able to look at that and reflect on it and that's why i recommend journaling so much the what worked what didn't how can i move forward so it's the it's very easy to actually after a, a bad exam to let it go by intentionally sitting down and looking at okay what happened that was great what happened that was terrible all right what am i going to do different next time okay that's done and move on so dating exams whatever area it is it could be it can be anything taking the time to reflect and then own what you did and then use that as a way of choosing what you want to do next that's practicing self-compassion not shying away from our experience of what of what happened in that situation being willing to work through the feelings that might suddenly surface and acknowledge them and own them and then actually take action at its core that's what self-compassion is so the two resources i mentioned or two things i mentioned one was the charisma myth by olivia fox cobain and the other was an article in the guardian all about self-compassion as a way of dealing with lockdown actually i will link to both of those things in the show notes and i invite you to start taking a wider view of compassion because for me as i started off today's episode i was very stuck in compassion meaning that i had to compromise my own experience without thinking or in order to i was let me say that again compromising my own thoughts feelings and and experience as a way of understanding someone else's maybe that's not what compassion is maybe compassion more broadly is two completely different worlds coexisting mine and someone else's and being willing to get into each other's world and understand what what's going on with someone else it's a much wider view of compassion and then self-compassion actually taking the time to think experience turn towards the negative thoughts negative experiences that might be surfacing for you and being willing to unpick it and realize you have a choice about what you do next and how you deal with it so that's the idea of compassion and self-compassion check out the show notes for those two resources i mentioned and yeah until next time thank you 
for engaging with this episode of Self-Awareness is Your Secret Weapon. If you're interested in finding out more about the way I think and getting some more ideas about how you can take action on what you've learned, then just visit selfawareness.jamesdesouza.com forward slash secret weapon, all spelled out. That is self-awareness, self-awareness all spelled out, dot James D'Souza, J-A-M-E-S-D-S-O-U-Z-A dot com forward slash secret weapon. Thank you very much. Thank you.